Yeah, 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 we're back, we're back, we're back, it's the Treehouse Lounge, it's me, your buddy Mort Main, Mr. Selector, ready for another big show, big day, and another one coming at ya, what happened already today, we've already, we're buzzing around the lounge, things are happening, people are moving, people are talking, drinking, playing chess, flirting, chatting, whatever, you know? The movie we watched earlier this morning was War for Planet of the Apes, part of the newer Planet of the Apes series, the first two of which I really liked. Can't give War a recommend, okay? I'm not going to give War for Planet of the Apes a recommend from 2017. Whatever though, you should still check it out if you like the series because you might like it just because I didn't doesn't mean you can't. Okay enough of that nonsense for now we are talking music we're still in the bees today i pulled out black sabbath oh man big band big tunes highly influential influence basically like every quote heavy metal band that came out after them these guys formed in Birmingham, England in 1968. And get this, by 1969, they were already performing on national UK TV. So that kind of gives you an idea of how, how they exploded. Original lineup, Tony Iommi, Bill Ward, Geezer Butler, and of course, legend of rock and drugs and alcohol consumption, Ozzy Osbourne. The name Black Sabbath is a reference to the satanic holy day which somebody made up. I guess the opposite of White Sabbath, aka Sunday for Christians, which somebody also decided. Alternate names for the band were Polka Tulk Blues Band, which please do not ask me to explain <laughs> because yo, I got no idea. And also Earth, they played a couple shows as Earth, which, you know, I think is cool, but not really a great name for a band and Ozzy hated it. These guys really focused heavily on occult themes and horror inspired lyrics, which would have been quite shocking. Coming out at the same time that, you know, we have the Summer of Love uh, in the States and, uh, that's all kind of just the opposite of what uh, Black Sabbath was bringing to the table. On the face of things, because guess what? They were judged by their image and probably not by their lyrics. A lot of people don't know that one of their most famous songs and one of my favorites, War Pigs, is actually a protest song. It's an anti-war song. So you got these people out there saying, oh, Black Sabbath, they're Satanists. They want to destroy the world or whatever. Man, it was... An image as well. It was all uh, for a show. Apparently, a, a cinema across the street from the band's rehearsal room was showing the 1963 horror film named Black Sabbath, starring Boris Karloff. While watching some people line up to see the film, Geezer Butler noted that it was strange that people spend so much money to see scary movies. Following that, Osborne and Butler wrote the lyrics for a song called Black Sabbath, which was inspired by the work of horror and adventure story writer, British writer Dennis Wheatley along with a vision ooh, that Butler had of a black silhouetted figure standing at the foot of his bed. So that's where the name came from. And I had to ask myself, and I think I've already answered this question, are these guys really satanic or did they just want to get a reaction? I mean, they were trying to get famous after all, right? So because of that image and, you know, the, the satanism associated with these guys, 
a lot of people were afraid of them, right? The, the you had the moral majority in the U.S. led by these conservative Christian figures that were, you know, saying that the music was going to inspire youth to kill themselves. And actually, there was a, a nurse in the U.K. who had committed suicide and when they found her in an apartment this record was playing or this record was on her turntable and so a lot of people were like oh my god she listened to the record and then killed herself <laughs> isn't that ridiculous that uh, that was actually a thing that the band had to defend themselves against okay so virtually no airplay uh when 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 these guys came out radio stations were not friendly but yet they still managed to be extremely influential so this album was released in 1970. It's called Paranoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna listen to Paranoid today. This song, it was, this was a tough one, okay? So on this album, this album has one of the best A-sides, I think, in rock and roll history. It's only four songs, but it's War Pigs, Paranoid, Planet Caravan, which is a super trippy, psychedelic, maybe acid rock type track, followed up by Iron Man, which was a major, major hit. But I'm going to play Paranoid today because, you know, the band and the record label thought it was so good of a song that they're just going to name the record after it. Funny thing is that this song was actually kind of a filler song. It was written... The guitar part was written in 25 minutes. The whole song was put together in about two hours and it ended up being uh, one of their major hits. The album was almost gonna be called War Pigs uh, because the, the band thought that that was the strongest song on the record. So that would have been kind of interesting had that happened. Before we listen to the song, I'm gonna let you know that Slash from Guns N' Roses said that this album opens your mind to another dimension. Man, that is some heavy stuff right there. <laughs> Quick note about War Pigs. And like what I said, how this is actually a protest song. This is an anti-war song, which came out, you know, while Vietnam was happening. So it was an anti-war song, I think, first and foremost, but especially prevalent was the conflict happening in Vietnam. Even though these guys were from the UK, you know, it wasn't really their problem. It's not like people in England were getting drafted to go over to this war. But... They still realize that people are people, you know, and killing people and war is bad. So this is what Geezer said. The real Satanists are all these people who are running the banks and the world and trying to get the working class to fight their wars for them. So I highly encourage you to go out and check out this, this whole album, especially this first side, the first four songs. The one we're not going to hear that I would really like to play is War Pigs, so go ahead and check it out, listen to the lyrics, listen to what they're saying, this imagery that they're, you know, which is so dark and horrific, they're actually using it to describe the horrors of war. Find that one out on your own. This is the one I'm giving you today. This is a song that I'm pretty sure I'd put on, pump me up, if I had to go out and take care of some business when there was a lot on the line. Here we go.
right on. Okay, there it was. Ozzy Osbourne is miraculously still alive. Which just goes to show that drinking piss will not actually kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> this dude had a huge motorcycle crash in 1975, totally messed up his back. The following year, he was admitted to an insane asylum for a stint. Okay. In 1979, he was fired from the band because his substance abuse problems were just going crazy. And Ozzy had lost passion for the band because, as we've discussed before, Black Sabbath was locked into one of these multi-record deals. And so as they went on, Ozzy was basically just trying to fill the space. Uh, and so how can you be passionate about the music you're making when it's just, you know, to get you out of a contract? So that happened. But it's funny though, because because he was out of the band in 1979, he wasn't actually in Black Sabbath during the satanic panic of the 1980s. However, he did go on to uh, a very successful solo career. So I'm not gonna talk about Black Sabbath without Ozzy because, and I apologize to the fans. I'm only gonna be talking about music that I'm passionate about, okay? So no disrespect to Ronnie James Dio or any of the other guys, but there was so much infighting with this band and so much, I don't know, just nonsense actually that after the classic Ozzy stuff, I, I just kind of lose interest. Here's another reason why it just, <laughs> after Ozzy, they just kind of just became like, I don't know. There was just stuff happening that I, I just think is pretty foolish. One of the super funny things that happened is in 1984, the band ordered a, a Stonehenge uh, mock-up to be part of their stage show, but they accidentally ordered it in meters instead of feet. <laughs> so when it was delivered to them, the thing stood 45 feet tall, so it couldn't fit into any building, so they never used it. Now, this ridiculousness was parodied in the rockumentary first mockumentary spinal tap which i highly recommend where in that movie spinal tap they order the same stone edge set but they order it too small so it's like two feet off the ground <laughs> it's pretty pretty hilarious classic stuff and i also learned today much to my dismay that Black Sabbath without Ozzy was playing dates in apartheid South Africa at the Sun City Resort, which was basically a symbol of the government and oh, look how successful and great our country is. We have this fantastic resort, but only white people can stay here because we're a racist state. You know, we actually have segregation codified into our laws. Absolute crap. So yeah, and, and you know, there was enough, there was there was the moral question about should you play the show le legitimizing this regime and at the same time there was a huge movement of other bands and artists who were so against apartheid and therefore you know south africa and sun city that they even released a song like a supergroup type song i ain't gonna play sun city something like that does anybody remember that does anybody know about that if not check it out another fun thing for you to research okay well with that, that's all I have to say about this band for now. I know I have another Sabbath record, so we'll be hearing Ozzy again. And I have some, I think I have at least one Ozzy record too, so we can talk about them a little bit later on. But for now, I will bid you adieu. I will remind you to keep 
exploring, keep creating, keep learning something new every day. Make art, not war. <laughs> Everyone is always welcome here at the lounge. So if you're ever feeling down or whatever, want to talk, pop by, come say hi. If you can't make it in, in person, send me an email. That's all good. MortimerMortyMain at gmail.com. And remember to be good to each other. Each one, teach one, baby. I will see you in 24 hours. That means tomorrow. Peace.